1: Get into this week's episode. I do want to just acknowledge at the top, obviously, we are aware of the Kane Sporting on 3.com report about Tyler Van Dyke exploring his transfer options. Uh, unfortunately, Susan and I recorded this week before that report came out. Uh, just between some travel, we weren't able to record a, a new episode. Um, at the same time, it's also obviously a developing story. Uh, we know things can change quickly in this NIL era. So, uh, we're, we're gonna come back next week we'll obviously talk about that we'll see where this story goes but uh just wanted to get put that up in the front uh so this conversation isn't totally awkward uh, as we get ready to break down miami spring game and with that let's get into this week's episode Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our (laughs) Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, spring is over. The offseason is here. The transfer portal is buzzing. Recruiting season has begun. Um, In some ways, it is uh, the busiest time of the year when there's so many different things going on across the college football world rather than just worrying about the games and practices on the field in front of us. Um, we'll get into all of that stuff later in the summer, though. This is our—we didn't get to talk a lot, as we said last week during spring practice. Uh, but we were both at the game on Friday night, so uh, we want to dive into that. It was obviously our best chance to see this team, uh, best chance for the fans, obviously, to see this team. Yeah. Um, I think we learned some things. I think we had some assumptions confirmed a little bit, um, and obviously, we are—we're left with some questions um before we dive in i have a list of of 10 takeaways and we'll we'll kind of bounce around through a whole bunch of different topics i did five good five bad you know like want to keep a balance um but any any kind of big picture thoughts from you i guess before before we go into some specific uh breakdowns
0: um i i think they still need to get some maybe some more players yeah in there i'll be looking forward to the you know to the new players who who come in um they're definitely not a you know championship caliber team right now yeah i uh, uh, uh but there were you know there were there were good there were definitely you know good parts of the scrimmage and very hopeful parts for so i the young players were really fun to watch that's, yeah. that's one overall thing, and we'll talk about some of them um were really uh you know. I'm optimistic about the, the young players, which is always good, obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, some other, we'll talk about some other parts of the team need improvement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The young guys, I think. And that it happens sometimes in spring game, but this spring game in particular, um, we're, we're obviously, like you said, we're going to talk about some of the guys, but like Reuben Bain and Nathaniel Joseph were both really, really impressive um and you know those are the first questions mario got in his post-game press conference were about those guys um and it wasn't just us asking those questions right it was it was everyone <laughs> everyone in that big scrum was was that's what they wanted to talk about so we're, we'll talk about those guys in a little bit like we said but uh let's start with probably the most important piece uh of the team and that is tyler van dyke who we got to see in action really for the first time uh in a long time i mean the last two times we saw him right he he didn't even make it out of the first quarter of, of the game he played in um, the last right. three times he didn't finish the game because you go back what it's Duke Florida State Pitt where his last three appearances I believe got hurt in all three of those um you know, not perfect from him on Saturday or on Friday night, but really good and, and I thought looked even if like again he, he wasn't perfect. he missed some throws right got no. got some passes broken up or whatever. Uh, but he looked like his old self, just in terms of like his confidence. Um, you know, he was throwing a little bit on the run um, yeah. and taking deep shots and and hitting on a couple of them, or at least you know making good throws on them. Uh, that that was the biggest takeaway. He just seems well, one. He seems healthy, right? I mean, he wasn't getting hit, as you've said a lot of times. That's going to be the real test. But didn't seem to be struggling to throw at all, and then made some really good throws and. You know, they only threw for one touchdown, but I think their red zone offense was being really, really basic. They threw a whole bunch of fades. I can't imagine that's gonna really be really basic. Pathetic. Um, but but I thought you saw he looked like the old Tyler. I, I think yeah. is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, he did.
0: And I and for every ball that was knocked away or pass breakup or whatever, you know, that's a good thing too. Cause it's Right. yeah, you know, I mean, that's a good thing too. So um yeah. He looked, he looked good. I still, you can't tell. I, I yes, he, I, I'm a big Tyler Van Dyke fan. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think his arm looked really good. He made some really beautiful passes. The one, uh, the one touchdown to Jacoby George in the rear corner of the end zone. Um,
1: yep. Very good.
0: Beautiful. You know, to, I think to his outside shoulder, he was, it was just really perfectly placed ball Um and he had other ones as well that I think they rolled incomplete that were seemed kind of close. Um, yeah. He looked very good. But again, I think the, the real test comes when he, when he gets hit.
1: Yeah. When he gets hit. And obviously like the biggest thing you saw last year was, I mean, he clearly lost his confidence a little bit, particularly in that middle Tennessee game. Um, so the encouraging right. thing was he has that confidence back. Certainly again, it's scrimmages, right. it's interest squad stuff. So, yeah, it, I think the big questions that he's going to have to answer, like you said, are, are getting hit and just responding to adversity in um, the in the regular season, which, you know, he did that, I think, well as a freshman. Remember, he he was shaky in the first half of his first couple of games there yeah. um, and, and always kind of seemed to bounce back and, and then obviously finished with that six game run. That's maybe the best run a quarterback has ever had in Miami. Um, so we at least saw that that confidence is back. Uh, it's not like they're trying still trying to build that back up. They've got a really good foundation to build on uh, going into the fall, and I'm I'm excited to see him I, again. And I, I think most Miami fans, I'm sure there were some who were skeptical given last year, and um, it's, you know, Jakari Brown seemed promising at, at times, right? Uh, but I, I think everyone has to feel pretty excited about seeing what he's going to be uh, in the fall. Uh, speaking about Jakari Brown, that that's. Probably the biggest disappointment out of the game was he did not have a good performance. Um, I don't have his numbers right in front of me. But I think he was like I think five was for 12. twelve, five five eleven, five eleven, so like that, 50, fifty-five yards. I think. yeah, not not his best. Um, the, the, you know, obviously no. it's not the best situation for him because he's his strength is as a runner and kind of as a power runner. But right. um, and you know, obviously they're saying that was he's looked a lot better and throughout the spring, but. In a showcase, you know, in a, in a game where, where you have to, to make throws, because that's what you need in the spring game, where there's not a lot of quarterback runs, uh, right. you know, he didn't make throws. He, he missed a lot of, you know, the accuracy has been his concern, and it was still obviously the biggest concern coming out of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, true, everything you said, um, although what's interesting is, so I, he was over 4 in his first four passes, yeah. but one of them was right in the hands of Robbie Washington, freshman. Yes. Yep. And he dropped it. I mean, he just caught it and dropped it. So that's one he should have had. And then uh, so he should have had that. And he ended up five for whatever I said, 11. He had
1: that weird one where he like spiked into the ground back, which was yes. like, it was, you know, just a weird pl- like obviously well, it's not a missed throw. like that. Some yeah. of his
0: throws go into the ground. I'm not yeah. saying we all did, but it's just we've seen some, but you know as the scrimmage went on he you know he got a, he got a lot better you see because he was over for four the first four passes again one included a drop mm-hmm. he ended up with five out of 11 so what is that five out of next seven yeah so i you know he did get better we have to remember that uh he's not so far uh i'm not convinced that he's a great passer but i but i really like Ja'Cari Braz so I would yeah like- we like a lot of the
1: intangibles right we know he's a great runner like we've already seen that he's already has a chance to be like a special he's an he can throw an, an, a special running quarterback um right. we love his like leadership all that kind of intangibles um you Absolutely. can see that the players respond to him I mean I think you saw that even in some of those games that he had to play at the end of the year um where the the team rallied around him um but yeah he, he needs to develop a lot as a passer. Um, and kind of on the flip side of that, we saw, uh, Emery Williams, who, who was the third quarterback in the game, yes. I thought was really impressive. And, and I'm not saying that he's pushing Jakari yet for that backup job. I think yeah. when we get to the season, Jakari's rushing ability, you know, just makes it just, he has a really high floor as a player, because worst case, you can just run it a whole bunch and he's going to be effective in that, uh, manner. But when you look at, you know, obviously you always think. You've got your quarterback, then you got a next guy up. You got a next guy up. It never works out so linearly. Linearly, right. um, <laughs> I, I think what we we saw is that like that he's not necessarily the guaranteed heir apparent. He's probably the backup, definitely going into the fall. But I, I think Emory Williams, like that's going to be a good competition. You know, assuming let's say this is Tyler's last year, that's going to be a good competition to to be to see who can be a successor because I think it was his second throw of the game. Emory hit a bomb um 32 yard
0: uh yeah yeah
1: the backup quarterback situation even though Jakari wasn't good i think is still pretty good because again like i said Jakari is better suited for live contact full contact games um and then emory i, I think oh, yeah. um you know they're obviously he wasn't the highest ranked quarterback in the country but looks like a guy who's very advanced for a freshman quarterback again we're, we're judging this off i think it threw four passes but but he looked good and comfortable
0: yeah, four passes in the first, let's tell yes. everyone. Yeah, right. First in the, half.
1: We only recorded stats for the first half where there was tackling. We right. played like rap, two-hand touch in the second half. And he made a good throw. I mean, it was uh, – Ray, Ray Ray Joseph was wide open on the play, but still threw an 80-yard touchdown. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel good about the backup quarterback situation. I just wish I felt a little bit better about Jakari Brown specifically. Me too, but I – I mean, it's it's not even close
0: now. I, I Yeah, yeah. It's so different in a scrimmage where it's all vanilla and the defense, you know, is whatever, whatever on his third team offense, uh, you know, for for Emory. Um, I, I definitely I'm excited about Emory Williams. I think he's smart and he's going to be good. Um, I think Jakari is really smart, too, and I think it's not close now for the backup because... Jacari's had so much, as you've said, he's had so much. He's had a lot of game experience. Yeah,
1: we're not judging and, him just off that one game, but you would have liked, we're not judging him. Like he, he has a too big a sample size to just judge him off a spring game.
0: Yeah, and he's had a lot of game experience and, and God, he played so well against George Tech. I know George Tech yeah. was not good, but, uh, uh, you know, just got it. If he can improve that passing, because let me, t- if something happens to Tyler,
1: they need Jakari. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, considering Tyler is coming off multiple injuries last year Um yeah. that backup spot is important. Um, staying on the offense, um, the wide receivers, that was our one of our big questions coming into the game. And I think the three guys that we thought were like the three front runners to be starters, I thought all looked pretty good. Colby Young Me too. Uh, made plays. Xavier Restrepo, three catches, all for 20 plus yards. Um. And Jacoby George, uh, you mentioned, caught a, a really nice over-the-shoulder touchdown throw on a fade from Tyler Van Dyke. Um, those those three are all. I mean, Jacoby is, is less, I think, of a track record than the other two. Um, but all three of them look like they're like starting caliber ACC wide receivers. Certainly rotational guys. I thought Xavier Restrepo looked fantastic. Obviously, yeah. um, you know had a injury plagued uh last year so I think maybe forgotten a little bit and then Colby Colby Young kind of picked up whenever he's been out there with Tyler Van Dyke for the most part he's been really good so I thought that was encouraging too to see those guys still have that chemistry um
0: yes yeah I I, I like those three
1: I think those three are all good players
0: I like those three too and I and, and Jacoby George the cool thing about him is yeah he had that great touchdown but it was it was contested you know yeah he and Darryl he's a Porter. smaller guy
1: right he's not Colby Young who's just going like that's not his that's not his strength it's a nice piece he has to his game but yeah
0: yeah and a, a Daryl Porter was was all over him not not I don't mean all over him in a bad way Yeah, just yeah okay blanketing was, him yeah. yeah really good defense by Daryl Porter so uh, um, so it's not like it's not like it was just a gorgeous Mm-hmm. Pass and then a beautiful catch it was a beautiful catch with somebody all over him so that was yeah that was very uh yeah that was that was great and then um um and yeah the other xavier looked really good he's really really good and he's and, he, and xavier and tyler are a total duo okay yeah That's a fantastic duo and then um um uh, who was the other one oh, uh colby colby yeah, Colby, um yeah, Colby Colby looked good too. He's just gotta be consistent.
1: Yeah. I, I think with him and Jacoby, that's the the challenge. Right? I mean Colby he's his yes. highs have been exceptionally high. We just have not seen it a lot. And again, I think a lot of that is because Tyler got hurt. Um mm-hmm. I think we'd have a different feeling about him if Tyler played all year. Um and Jacoby who you know, even going back to his freshman year, he popped up at the end of the season and was making plays, then he was suspended for the start of last year. He's just kind of been stop and right. start a little bit. Um, so those two guys are are definitely X factors and, and Xavier Restrepo, X, weirdly, is kind of the glue guy. Um yeah. we were talking in the in the press box as we were walking out that like you know, if you're obviously this it never will work out exactly like this, but you think about Tyler's peak season, uh, his his freshman year he had. Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo and and Rambo obviously had a record. Both guys are record setting wide receivers, but Rambo was just that dominant outside receiver, stretched the field, made plays, contested catches. And then Harley was, was the security blanket. And I think Xavier Estrepo could definitely replicate what Mike Harley was giving him. I think going to my other takeaway, uh, which ties into this point is he still needs to find (laughs) that outside guy and you yes. talked about the need to fill out this roster. My next takeaway is I, they still need a wide, they still need one more wide receiver because just because one, as we mentioned, Colby and Jacoby are yeah. kind of unproven. Um, and then behind them, everyone else is really unproven. Um, you know, even though like Isaiah Horton, as we said, made some good plays. Um, Rashard, good Smith, Rashard Smith is, is, it's a good player, but a little redundant, I think as a slot guy with, with Xavier Restrepo. Um I, I, I think I feel as confident, comp- yeah, maybe not quite as much of it's a pressing need as I did going into the game, but it, it still feels like a pretty big need that they need to go find one more wide receiver, one more outside guy. I think they um,
0: need David. They need reliable. A, yeah. They need an outside guy. They need a, a big guy. Right. A big guy. I, I know Colby is Colby Young is tall. He's big. He's bigger bodied. He's big bodied. They need a big receiver. I, I mean, they, Breshard Smith you know um and you know xavier and who's the other even George oh, you know,
1: outside but he's a smaller guy too yeah
0: and not jojo ray ray joseph well yeah 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 Ray true ray ray joseph short smith xavier they're all really good but they're they're the same type kind of I, yeah. I you know so um yeah they really have i i still can't understand why you know with tyler uh I mean such a good quarterback you would think that somebody would be very intrigued with Miami but it's kind of late now so I'm not sure who they're going to really get
1: yeah we'll see the portal obviously will be moving again um and I think the biggest stuff happens in the winter uh, this is all still new so it's hard to know we have very few trends to work off of bigger stuff tends to happen in the winter but yeah Miami I I I have to think that's one of their priorities Going into yeah the I, I just
0: i decided when i heard you said this this is one of the big busiest times of the year i actually think
1: winter probably is
0: yeah i actually think when the season ends and you think okay the season's in end, ends excuse me wait there's no break it's crazy yeah, now it it's not
1: till july pretty much you got like one month
0: yeah then it's the portal that it's COVID. yeah portal, it's, kids uh yeah. it's
1: Recruiting stuff, Re-
0: yeah. Recruiting it it, non, it and never and stops. Commitments, but. yeah. That's when it's really insanity to me. But, um, but, but yes, true on the receivers.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you chiching. ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, um, sticking with the offense, next guy I've got, uh, Francis Mowingoa. Um Kind of like not noticeable during the game, but that's a perfect thing. That's a freshman right tackle. Yep. Um, and I don't remember him getting beaten. Like I'm sure it happened once or twice where a guy kind of got around him. I haven't rewatched every single snap of the game and what just watched him, but, um, came, they came out of that game unscathed at that spot. And, you know, yeah. he's been the right, starting right tackle on camp since what day three of practice or something yes. in the spring. And uh, I mean, I know we're going to get Zion Nelson back. We could talk a little bit about him. We saw him. We saw we had a Zion Nelson sighting on the sideline, uh, which is good to see that he's, you know, didn't have the brace on his knee or anything like that. Um, so I know there's still moving pieces on the offensive line, but Francis Mangoa it seems like has done everything in his power to, to win that, win a starting job somewhere on this offensive line.
0: Francis and, and, and really it's kind of impressive. It was that the, the whole offensive first team offensive line uh, look very good. I it, yeah, a couple sacks I've, even up. We're going to talk about something else. In the- oh, we saw that. Okay. I see yeah. that. All right. So we'll wait to talk about that. But- All right, part two coming, <laughs> but yes, Francis is uh, he's, he's, he's amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about him other than, as I said, uh, yeah. like you don't know when you don't notice a alignment, especially as a freshman in a situation like that. Very good sign. Um, as you said, the offensive line, pretty good, but they were missing Javion Cohen and Inez Cooper were late scratches in the game, both dressed but did not play. Um, both guards. They're both, both guards. guards. So I think you saw a lot of the – you know, Miami didn't run the ball super well. Obviously, not having your two potential starting guards hurts a little bit. I think Definitely, a lot yeah. of the pressure was coming coming up the middle a little bit. I think Jalen Rivers maybe got beat once – I think got beat once by Reuben Vane um who we will talk about definitely uh as we go on in this episode um but you know that that was a shame because we didn't get to see the full package of the offensive line i still think this offensive line is going to be really good when they get those guys out there but uh you you kind of end the camp with a little bit of an incomplete grade on uh how you feel about the offensive line yeah i uh
0: you know logan set Sa- oh sangapolo? sangapolo sangapolo okay close um filled in at right guard and uh and Lauren Seymour was on on the left side at left guard and um yeah very disappointing that those guys uh didn't play I really hope that um I hope that uh Javion Cohen is okay
1: yeah they said he like stepped awkward awkwardly during warm-ups and tweaked something in his lower body but the but the um yeah, he Nets stuck Cooper. around for the whole game. It's not like they rushed him out to the hospital, which was yeah. definitely good. The as Cooper thing was kind of weird. Because yeah. I, I that's why I put in my
0: story, I actually quoted Mario Cristobal. He said, <clears throat> Cooper did not play and had to be pulled.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know if that well, was an injury could... or, or what the deal was. Yeah, um, who, to, who know Who knows? I didn't get it. as much specifics. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, just a little bit of a bummer. And a lot of, you know, we talked a lot about how excited we were about the size on the offensive line, like Lawrence Seymour and Logan Sungapolo are probably your two smallest linemen, so we didn't even see that, like, trend kind of right. play out. Um, but the fact the line was still pretty good and you're missing maybe your best offensive lineman and Javion Cohen and, you know, Cooper, a guy who uh, I think if I look in at, like, who goes out of the lineup when if and when Zion Nelson comes back to start, it might be Cooper, but that guy's still really valuable. And if you remember, even when he was a freshman, before he was um, starting at right guard, Miami was like playing him at tight end. Like they really value him. Um, They would play him as the blocking tight end a lot of times. So uh, yeah, bummer just not to see those guys. uh, And surprisingly not see those guys because those guys both dressed. And, you know, there's some guys who we knew weren't going to be playing. So that was just a little bit of a bummer. Uh, switching gears to the defense. Speaking of Mowingoas, uh, Francisco was kind of a revelation. Like, yeah, really best, good. Maybe the best linebacker they've had since like the Shack Pinkney days. Um, I mean, we're just basing this off a of spring game. What what little you can get from practices and camp, but he was everywhere. I mean, it was. It felt like every we were, uh, you know, a couple, of, a bunch of us in the in the press box were like trying to keep informal stats, basically. And so we're calling out yardage. We're calling out who's around the ball. It felt like every play was Mauingoa on the tackle or Mauingoa comes in and cleans it up late. Um, he was everywhere. Um, I, I know Corey Flagg didn't play uh, in the spring, who was obviously their starting middle linebacker this year, but it, it seems like it's Francisco Mauingoa's job to lose. He, he was Definitely.
0: fantastic
1: uh, on Friday. He was good. Everywhere the ball was. Even he- better than we expected. We, you know We thought he was going to be good, but yeah.
0: He was everywhere. The everywhere the ball was, he was smart, mature. Every I mean, he's the older brother of Francis. <laughs> I don't know. He's good. Uh, uh, and and yeah. by the way, another guy. I'm going to name some other guys. Uh, I thought Chance Williams was good.
1: Yep, had a sack. Um,
0: and I think yeah, and and almost two sacks possibly. And I think uh, that he's you know he's been doing very well in in spring
1: practice he had been doing very well in spring practice <laughs> too. coaches really like him he's had uh, some good moments in his career i think he forced a fumble against alabama uh that game in atlanta um you know he's he's had some really good moments at miami
0: yeah and i i jacob lichtenstein had a sack Stein, yeah sign oops
1: oh mr spring game
0: yeah Mr Spring game that's right last he year he was awesome
1: last year in the spring game
0: he was last yeah last year he had the a strip sack I think anyway, he's good and smart yeah so um really... yeah this
1: is a good spring. we talked about their defense their entire starting defensive line maybe was out um Leonard Taylor akeem mezador um who dressed but didn't play um Jared Harrison Hunt, Jared Harrison Hunt and Jafari Harvey all did not play in the spring game most of I think Mezador was the only one who ever practice during the spring um those I four might that. be your starting defensive line so this was a good preseason or a good spring to cultivate some depth i think you chance williams is going to be he's not going to start but he might be your top backup on the defensive line uh or that defensive end and he had a good camp jacob lichtenstein probably not going to start but definitely going to be one of your backup defensive tackles um and again he had a, had a good pre or good spring as well so uh, and then obviously, some of the freshmen um were really good in the game, as I mentioned Bain. I think Jaden Wayne uh got in for a couple tackles. um so a good showing from the defensive line, considering like they were really thin. um yeah, and I think a lot of those guys who we were wondering how good can they be? can they you know, could they push the starters or can they be really reliable backups? I think they they definitely. Got something out of this spring. Um, speaking of places where they're thin, uh, my other takeaway on the defense, they're still they're still th- thin in the secondary. We was something we thought coming into the spring game. I
0: thought the You're corners right.
1: actually like you know Daryl yeah. Porter broke up a couple passes. I Devon thought Bay Porter out, I think, broke up a pass. Yeah. But after those two, you just I mean, and you could just look at it by who was on the field. Like they did ones right. versus ones, twos versus twos, and I know James Williams was out, but. The twos have, like, walk-ons playing in that group. Um, yeah. I, I thought Porter just, was really good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Him and him and Brown, I think, are an interesting little tandem because Porter's a smaller guy, um, you know, could probably play the slot some, too. Um, you know, to Corey Couch, I think, was pretty good in the game, too. Yeah, um, yeah and important then, and then um
0: Devonte, and Devonte's
1: big he's big lengthy, and he was also
0: ever he was also had really good techniques good yeah i think both broke out passes people.
1: so yeah you know, very good but you just could feel it behind them there's there's not a whole lot and damari brown will help when he gets in i'm sure robert stafford could help yeah damari the game, he they're looked pretty big yeah he's big he's got good size obviously yeah um other things go into cornerback play but he's he's physically ready to play division one level i think um but again i just that'll be those that and wide receiver i thought going into the game those are the two spots they need a little bit more help Feel the same way coming out of the game yeah agree with everything you said uh last two i want to talk about the freshmen uh the positives on the freshmen and actually I, we can talk about more than just these two guys but nathaniel joseph and Ruben bain were both Kind really of like good. incredible. I mean, especially Bain. Three sacks. I know two were against reserve, you know, the reserves and I think ultimately walk ons. I think he had both of his No, I think of one of them um, what,
0: and then one was against Jalen Rivers though. Yeah, um, one was again with the against the first team.
1: Yeah, against and that one was against Rivers. The yeah, other two are against yeah. the second team. But yeah. I mean, that's a guy who had two, three sacks a game every game of his high school career. And I know it's just a spring game, but he picked up right where he left off. They I mean yeah. I and, and they they're thrilled about him.
0: And they all love him.
1: Yes. Hurricane like, Bane. They wouldn't be hyping him up like that if they didn't think oh, like, no. if they thought he was just picking on walk-ons and backups, they wouldn't be hyping him up the way they are like that guy he's he's, he's better than advertised.
0: Oh, for sure. Cam
1: Kitchens, Hurricane
0: Bane, he was He just started around. laughing
1: when he got asked about him.
0: Yeah, he did. He, they love him. Uh, I and um and and Mario Cristobal loves him.
1: Yeah. and Mario Cristobal loves Ray Ray Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what I said. uh The first the first question was asked about was about Ruben Bain. And then I followed up by asking about Ray Ray. And yep. you know, the Mario's answer, you know, it's some of it's a little bit of PR spin, right? It's always ABC, always be Cruton. But said, those are like two guys who are like they want to be Hurricanes. They it's true, the, though. It is. This, it time is
0: true. It, this time what Mario was saying was true. It's I true, mean, it, because
1: those guys are, like, workers. And you could see that in the spring game, too. You didn't just see their oh. talent. You saw Ruben Bain just get sacked through effort. Bray Ray, a couple catches and diving catches, right? Even, like, plays he had no shot at, he's diving for. Like, those guys were...
0: Like a little I mean, bumblebee going in and out. He yeah. reminds me of some old-time players
1: that you used to have. And yeah, it, I mean, he's in he that like Santana way. Moss mold, right? And he's tough too, right? He can go over the middle. And he's not afraid to get hit.
0: Yeah, he's. A, I, I like him. He's hyped, hyper, and running around and zooming around, but get, get, but um, very energetic. I really liked him. And Bain was the same thing, same same way on defense. But you, re-
1: it they do remind me of the old-time Canes, they yeah. do. Bane is going to help this team this year. I think that's obvious. He's going to play, sure. you know, maybe behind Chance Williams in the rotation, but like not much further down in the depth chart than that. Right, right. His size will be a little bit, you know, could be make it a little bit of an adjustment, but he's actually like pretty physically like built. Like he's he's strong. Right. He's not just like you know he's not like Mike Harley when he first got to campus where it was right tiny. Um. So and I think he'll help in the return game, but. Yeah, and you talk about them like old school games. They kind of have contrasting personalities too, right? Where they're both I think they're both really good leaders, guys who players other players rally around, but Reuben's like deadly serious, like kind of quiet, soft-spoken. And then Ray Ray, as you mentioned, um he's like a million miles an hour in everything he does. He talks fast, he uh he, he obviously plays hard, um and I think both guys have magnetic personalities in, in different ways where Ruben's just like cool he like knows he's cool and then Ray Ray is like uh Ray is just like excited like it's impossible not to like smile when you talk to him because he's just like it's true he smiling.
0: is excited yeah. and he knows it he kind of takes it he, yeah he they both are comfortable in
1: themselves in their he's own skin, I think um, he laughs at himself he's funny um yeah Robbie Washington was also pretty good um I thought made a couple plays uh Riley Williams I thought he had really good chemistry with Emery Williams I think caught two passes from him um you know another guy yeah. who's a part of this pretty good freshman class uh, I mentioned Jaden Wayne made some plays Samson Oakland Lola played um for the most part the freshmen were impressive uh the one exception I guess uh Dylan Joyce new tu- new punter yes not his best performance um coming from australia replacing lou Headley, uh mm-hmm. theoretically going to be the starting punter um you know he's he's australian he had, probably hasn't been punting for very long i think probably i, I talked to his coach uh, back in the winter i want to say he's been doing it like a year basically so work in progress um and you, you could feel it he had uh, he had some 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 shanks um which was you know, college punters do. We're, we've been spoiled the last four years by having Lou Headley as the punter in Miami, but um, you, you could feel Lou Headley missing a little bit.
0: Uh, a lot, yeah. To me, a lot. I, I was because Lou told us that Dylan was really good. I was expecting him in that game. I don't know why. I just as cool. He's wearing Lou's
1: number. He's got ninety-four on.
0: Yeah, wearing Lou's number as as. I was expecting him to be kind of cool like Lou you know, and to to and he didn't look as it's it lists him as six two two thirteen pounds maybe he is he didn't he's pretty
1: tall that. I stood pretty close to him okay. uh, during warm ups um, i
0: didn't i, I have to I, I anyway um first year freshman I mean no that's to me that scared me it's a. I mean it it was a gamble game.
1: they it was a gamble they took where you know. He's a guy who has not a lot of track record as a punter. And they've kind of, I mean, they obviously got walk-ons available as contingency plans, but like, I it don't been know. one. it would have been one thing to take on Dylan Joyce when you know you've got Lou coming back for a year and lose your guy and right. Joyce who's never punted in a college, you know, Lou had punted, right. He punted at a Juco. Like he was, yes, he was a proven a commodity. Years, I think, Yeah. Right? At least a year. And then I think maybe so... Redshirt had won the year there. So he was practicing at least. Right. Um, you know it's 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 totally unproven commodity um i'm worried about gotta, that he's got to get better in the summer i mean it, yeah it, I, I maybe I, he was bad in one day like i said it's a freshman crazy. punter even freshman punters who wind up being good sometimes i don't I, a, I you
0: know i i think yeah, punters. feels like
1: a weakness where where it was the strength of the team for for a long time
0: i i think yeah and and so i just feel like people uh Take for granted the punting or they they took for granted Lou Headley. It felt like you know,
1: yeah, yeah. but he was so good. I and mean, I- you remember how big of an issue Miami's punting situation was before they got Lou Headley. They had some, you know, the they had some lean years at that spot. um Really, yeah, had that, special teams. On the other this, side, though, I Hunter know Bork- you were gonna
0: say that. I, I was gonna just say that. Idris Borgalis
1: Boring- was was really good. Hit a fifty-one yarder. um Yeah, you know, seems again we only saw him kick twice i think
0: twenty-seven. yeah but he was two for two i mean like
1: i don't want to say he looks better even than he did last year but he had a 51 yarder like that's nothing to sneeze at he looked good really good so
0: thank god for that okay Uh because because um has has had some talk about problems punting i've also seen some like incredible punters over the year yeah over the years at um but uh they've also had some really lean kicking years Uh uh-huh and and uh very good very good uh but i am still worried about the punter i wonder if they could i guess no you couldn't can't get anybody in the portal they could
1: they could try to get a grad if they're not confident they could try to get a grad transfer and and let joyce develop for a year i mean i don't don't usually use two scholarships on specialists but you know in like a transitional year like this it's not unheard of like if you do it once every four years for a punter or kicker like doesn't and maybe he was just nervous or whatever. Yeah, I mean I guess probably the first. I mean he punted in scrimmages and stuff, obviously, but it's the first time ever punting in front of like a crowd, right? Like he's he was not a you know, he's new to the new to the sport and like I said, the Headley had come from a, a JUCO where he was playing in real games. So All right. Um I think that about wraps everything up. We will be back um next week. I think we should probably come in and talk recruiting we're, we're going pretty early this week so we don't want to dive too much into recruiting i don't know i maybe think we should happen. do
0: maybe a draft
1: preview oh yeah i mean we got the draft coming up so oh
0: how go... can we do a draft preview it's gonna be friday well yeah. they're not gonna get anybody yeah.
1: no one's first round probably so we, we've got a couple of topics so we'll be back next week um yeah. until then you can follow Susan on twitter at miller degnan follow me on twitter at db wilson two. uh thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week